All right, three, two, one, fake class. Uh, welcome to the Afrotaku podcast, episode 36, the podcast where we talk about anime, manga, and everything else. I am Mr. Good Guy, a.k.a. MGG, and I'm joined here by my co-host who will introduce himself starting right now. Hey, it's your resident big nigga, player five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> disrespect. What's going on? It's Jugger. What up, what up, what up? I am Gramps. That's your pocket, deuce. You're <laughs> 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 leaving it open. Uh, from beyond the grave is deuce. <laughs> with the <rainbow. laughs> and from the coma. Coronavirus ward, it's <laughs> from the quarantine zone. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right into what I'm fighting through the virus, you know. <laughs> How you're trying to live, but uh, let's jump right into it. We're skipping stories time for this week, and we're just gonna jump straight into the cut the check product. Gramps, take it away. All right, so for this product. We're going to go into this uh, one uh, that I found on Indiegogo. Well, I actually found it somewhere else, but it's called Puns of Anarchy. Outrageous pun-making party game. Now, this one isn't um, exactly, you know, uh, a regular uh, piece of technology like I usually post. This one is uh, more of a game that I feel like would actually have a lot of potential of being something uh, much more interesting. Because you know how everybody basically has their own version of um, apples to apples. You got Cards Against Humanity and all these other games that, that add on their own little quirks. This one uh, changes it up a bit. It um, gives you a topic and you have a set of cards, um, I would assume that you have, and you would change either a whole word or part of a word in order to make it kind of uh, tailored toward whatever the topic is for that round. And I feel like that has uh, a lot of opportunity to uh, to make things a bit a bit fun. And uh, as long as everybody in the group has a creative mindset, it could definitely create a huge amount of competition amongst the people within your group. So if you were to see on the website itself, like for example, if they were to pull up food and then they have uh, you have Wu Tang Clan in your card, you can change the Wu to Chu, and it turns it to Chu Tang Clan. Something like that. Okay. So, uh, I definitely fuck with this game. Um, if it's if they can give us um, a good enough variety of stuff that you can make make with, so be on the lookout for it. Uh, give me you guys' opinions on it. Uh, I think I have more fun with this game if I was drunk or high. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I get the concept. I think it'll I can definitely see people buying the game. Would I buy it? No. But if a friend of mine had it and was like, do you want to play it? I would be like, yes, after alcohol or <laughs> like that that part. So Yeah, no, it looks my... like it has good potential. But like pretty much as you said, Gramps, like the, the full potential being a lot from the game is gonna be completely dependent on the players. So, I mean, like, that's kind of like a yin and a yang there, right? I mean, if your squad got the stuff, then it could probably be, you know, a, a hilarious night. But if you're trying to pull out a game to maybe start the party with some people who are, like, more introverted or something like that, I don't yeah. think it's going to work out. 
But no, I mean oh, that's, that's, that's the that. reason they got the drinking games, bro. Huh? That's the whole reason for drinking games, so people can <laughs> get a little bit of alcohol in them and get closer to each other. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like I said, the, the potential is there. It's just I think it's just all dependent. But no, it looks decent. Yeah, um, I kind of agree <clears throat> with everybody else. Like, uh, yeah, but I mean, really, honestly, those types of games are all like that. Like, uh, you know, with the right group, it would go from, like, pretty fun to, like, you know, hilarious or memorable night. So, it just depends on who you got. And uh, like MGG said, everybody stayed of mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That sounds good. How uh, much is it all going for right now? Uh, I think the price that I saw was, like, $33. No, nah, they got dropped it to 15 Fuck that. <laughs> it don't even got a phone component at least if you could like make it have some technology integration i go yeah sure but it's just some pieces of paper and a bunch of categories like there's no way that should be 30 dollars you know you're like, like, like you know you low-key just thought of an I, app i feel you you low-key just you. thought of an app bro I guess so, but like I feel like when I think of other board games, even though I hear what you're saying, like they probably go for that much on the rig. I just feel like there's more to them than this, in my opinion. Like I, I feel like I could create this game myself. Mm. Like the topics are just of any topic you want, and yeah. then a bunch of names people have heard of. And I don't know, like I see Cards Against Humanity, but that has like hella expansion packs. Like, there's a lot of ideas there that I don't feel like I would necessarily just be able to come up with. And, like, so with other board games I've seen. For this one, I just don't see, like, the idea is that unique that I go, like, $30, really? Like, that's not going to – that $30 will make me think before I make the purchase. 15 mm. will be like, sure, whatever. I, you could catch me on an off day and I buy it. But 30 I'm like, hmm, no, nah, I'm going to get cards instead. Like, it's not even competitive. Hmm. Well, it's probably because it's, you know, just starting off. People got to make it at least um, a little bit of money so they can release it to the market and all that shit before mm-hmm. the prices drop down. That would be my guess. I just feel like it's crazy that it cost them $30 to make that game. Like, what had to cost them, like, less than $30 to make one pack of that game? Because I'm guessing they're making profit off of one sale. But I go, it's like a bunch of... It doesn't even look that involved to me, but whatever. I mean, hey... Mm. Well, All right. <laughs> Are y'all buying it for the thirty? <laughs> Let me ask that because I just went in. Like maybe, maybe I'm. Uh, Are y'all buying it for the thirty? I will uh, say, say uh, a person that buys like board games and stuff like that, uh, thirty is not. Uh, I would say overpriced for like board games. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you uh, looking honestly at like sixty, seventy for some of these. Like they cost like. Regular what? video games, and I'm sure the high price is so that like they can try and make some money back, um, because it's not like people buying these shit, shits off the shelf. So like, if it was fun and like, it's like it, I only buy it if I can guarantee at least one night of fun. For one night of fun, thirty dollars ain't bad. If I get two nights, I feel like I made my money back. Mm-hmm. That's a fair comment. I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much agreeing with Player 5. I mean, as far as, like, a price for a board game, 30 bucks, I believe, is common. Now, would I purchase said game? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> a 
but I mean, like maybe if that got cut down like another 10, I would at least consider it. But at least like well, with the squad, I normally like have a game night or like turn up with. I mean, this game just seems a little too repetitive to what we already do anyway for me to drop another 30 for it. So. Now, no, I guess to put it in a different perspective, if it was Cards of Humanity way back when it first came out and you saw this on Indiegogo for $30, would you have dropped dropped that money on it? Yeah, I dropped it. I could see that, yeah. Bet. Mm-hmm. I still ain't bought it, though, shit. Nope. <laughs> 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 Got him. All right. Yeah, I like, I like uh, different types of board games, so. Oh, uh, here you go with the... Go ahead and have your pinky out, player five. Educate us on the, <laughs> the pinky board out. <laughs> if, if niggas not playing Secret Hitler... You, is you really trying to have fun with your friends? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Secret Hitler the shit, bro. Pick it wow. up, play it. It's going to run you about 60, 70, but it's fun as hell. Wow. That's that's kind of... That's, that's happy. But, like, I, I ask... I just have to ask this question because I feel like I've noticed a lot with these types of games. I feel like games like this appeal to, like... Uh, I wouldn't. I don't want to say white, but I'm trying to say white, like a wider audience. And I feel like <laughs> when I like bring people who I would, I don't know, say are like not as associated with that. Like I don't know. I don't want to say hood black people, but hood black people, so to speak, um, <laughs> they don't enjoy these games like at all. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" I hate. You can see like the visible hate in their face from playing games like Cards Against Humanity. This, and I'm sure this game would be another one. If anything, I could just see the amount of my friends that are on the hooder side just being pissed off at playing this game because they don't find puns funny. So I, I agree. Uh, I feel uh, like, it, it, and it's not necessarily. Uh, I saw so get the, the the distinction you're trying to make. So let's not say necessarily like white, yeah. black, or income levels. I think it has to do with what you find funny. And I think that, like, yeah. Cards Against Humanity is more like like this, like, slapstick, like, goofy humor that, like, uh, black people in general are generally more like, yeah, nah, nigga, I don't find that funny. That's just, like, gross or, or lame, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, and not, yeah, so I think it's just, like, your, your humor type. And then the same thing with, like, for example, Secret Hitler. Like, I feel like if you don't know what the definition of fascism is, you're already going to be like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we playing this game? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So that's why I'm like, yeah, I think some of these games definitely have to do with it's about the audience. You know what I'm saying? Now, if they made like a Cars Against Humanity hood edition, I bet niggas will fuck with it. They can't do that, though. I'm sure that's owned by some white motherfuckers. They would be getting... uh protest at their if door. If black niggas made it, it'll fly. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed. But they can't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we could definitely propose it and get millions, bro. Look, millions on the table, bro. That's my new segment. Well, we would have, I think we would have to start <laughs> it on our own. Yeah, you should probably start that segment. But we just <laughs> start it on our own and then have them buy it from us. <laughs> yeah, have to be called. Do it, do it for the coaching. Mm-hmm. Do it for the <laughs> Hey, that'd be a dope ass. Hey, we got an idea. We might have to cut all this shit out the podcast. 
I guarantee you that Cards Against Humanity don't have any jokes in there about reasons you got beat. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like every black person got a funny-ass story like, oh, reasons I got beat to add to that. Whereas I feel like normal Cards Against Humanity like, oh, that's abusive. I'm like, shit, that's my <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's kind of like Black Car Revoke. Black Car Revoke is trying to get there with that. Uh, I played it like once. It It, it was fun. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's it for cut the check. Put a bow on that. Next is the anime segment. So, uh, I guess we'll go in the same order as last time when the audio didn't work. <laughs> so, My Hero Academia, Hero Rising. Clarify if you want to drop that review again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for me to follow up an act. Um, <laughs> you, you just don't kind of get what you get. Well, um, act, uh, be surprised at the stuff that you mentioned. <laughs> right. it, it ain't the same, bro. What? Why are you going technical? <laughs> so, uh, my uh, review of My Hero Rising, uh, or My Hero Academia Hero Rising, um, really quick so basically the overall uh the overview of the story is basically ua got another fucking like plan they do for how they train their students and they basically sending them to this small relatively crime-free island uh where the students are going to act as the pro heroes completely autonomous uh they have to run the uh the the operations they have to decide which students go out on the missions and things like that and it's basic stuff like you'd expect around a rural japanese island like oh help this old lady carry her groceries like oh shit my tire is broken kaminari my phone's about to die charge it up you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh wow hey what's, don't hold my boy like uh what'd you say like were there any teacher supervisors at all no, 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 it's all students, just completely oh, no supervisors whatsoever. So uh, basically, uh, the, the kind of like evil backstory going on is uh, just like so in the manga, we get to a point um, where um, what's that boy? Shigaraki uh, finally proved himself a worthy successor. And then um, the Dr. Ujiko was like, hey, uh, before I, you know, put you in this tub, I need you to do one more thing for me. So that one more thing was transporting our main villain of the story, which is this guy named Nine, who had uh, all for one's quirk transplanted into him. Um, but because he just, you know, some quirks don't match with some niggas, he can't hold infinite amount of quirks. He can only hold nine of them. Um, and his goal is just basically pure anarchy. He want to flip the world on his head. Um, and this nigga got like eight strong ass quirks. Like, oh, each one of these quirks are probably like top tier, top 10 hero quirks. You know what I mean? So like he not coming in soft as fuck. Like his one weather control quirk can level an island by itself. You know what I'm saying? Um, so basically, this dude, he got the Itachi, so, you know, he's just dying for no reason because he's just too strong. <laughs> and so he like, damn, I got to get rid of this Itachi disease. The only way I can do that is get somebody with a healing factor. Uh, he finds some dude who has a healing factor, but the issue is, is that dude's uh, quirk only works on type A blood, and he has apparently type B. So he's like, all right, uh, now I got to find this guy's uh, kid because there's a chance that maybe the court got passed down and it got better. 
which leads us to why this super powerful villain comes to this podunk ass island. Um, uh, obviously, that leads shit into happening, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. random super swole villain comes to shitty middle of nowhere island to box on some kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically the gist of what's going on. Obviously, there's some in between. So, like, if you watch the movie, you are going to get more out of it. Um, but that's basically the gist of what's going on. Um, the fight scenes are amazing. You get to see just about every character that's worth something show something cool. But like, I'll, I would say like they break it into tiers. Like your top five characters, them niggas gonna pop off. Your next five, they gonna do something cool. The five after that, mm, they gonna do what you expect them to do. Like Momo is just gonna make fucking cannons. The same thing she do every fucking fight ever. <laughs> wow. In the so, bottom so five. Minetta must not have been doing shit in this movie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, bro, he ain't even trying to stick a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what me that was with the whole shit. Nigga, <laughs> he was wow. just the crib, I guess. Smart. <laughs> And so uh, the fun part is, is uh, Kaminari got to pop off because uh, don't you know the move he just did in the chapter where he uh, did like the uh, Kamina figure point and got hit with the lightning bolt? Yeah. Um, he basically did that exact same thing in the movie, um, except this nigga lightning bolt, he did not eat that shit. He, that nigga instantly got stupid head after he got hit with that lightning bolt. Like <laughs> that lightning bolt was real. Um, but yeah, man. Boy, my boy nine was fucking niggas up, bro. Like it, this was a pure ass whooping. Like there is no way these kids could have won. Um, I feel like if this nigga was like, "Hey, I'm trying to kill kids today," they all would be dead. Uh, even Deku got to a point where that nigga was like, "Fuck it, bro. I gotta go a hundred percent all for one. E hundred percent Detroit Smash and do ate that shit." Like, nah, nigga. Even all might not run in my face, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> But that kind of led to, like, the main, um, I guess, uh, spoiler of the show, which, like, if you ain't watched it yet, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? Spoiler um, alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. The alert is here. Uh, <laughs> but low-key, I already spoiled hella movie, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, after dropping the uh, 100% Detroit Smash and realizing that even All Might's power couldn't beat this guy, this dude was like, hey, uh, I'm finally going to admit what the, the fandom been saying for a long time. Nigga, I shouldn't have this quirk. <laughs> and he gave his quirk. <laughs> he gave his quirk away to Bakugo. Um, and then Bakugo had fucking uh, all for one. Uh, they both were doing like double hundred percent smashes. The 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 animation was awesome. It was like uh, Deku versus Overhaul level animation, except better. Um, and then Bakugo was doing like all for one boosted fucking explosions, and that shit was going nuts. Like he was really nuking niggas. Um, and they Deku used that float quirk. Like, he was like, you know, he was like, once he only had the embers left, because he gave away off one, he was like, fuck it, you, you about to get all the smoke shit, and just, like, went all out, and um, that started causing that nigga to float. Like, he, like, floated off the ground and was, like, sped at him and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. They kind of putting in all these nods from the anime or from the manga that we ain't even seen yet, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that was real clean. 
Um, but yeah, um, at the end of the day, they really didn't beat nine. His Itachi disease beat him. <laughs> but at least they admitted. At least they was like, "Hey, bro, this is yeah. our goal. Like, we can't beat this nigga. Let's just like let his Itachi disease beat him." But yeah, uh, I gotta run real quick to grab my food, so I'm just gonna wrap this up. Uh, that's basically the movie. Uh, it was amazing. I give it a lit plus. I will watch it again. Uh, if you're a fan of my hero, you need to watch this movie. It's so good. Snap. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. And that was uh, My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. Um, let's move on. He just walked away. So let's move on to A versus Naruto. Uh, so we were seeing this uh, pop up in a decent spot, I guess, last month. Um, and I felt like we all wanted to chime in on it. So uh, most people were agreeing that Naruto would beat Aang, but uh, I think there might have been a couple of people who were still trying to make an argument for Aang. Uh, right. What do y'all think? I uh, personally think Aang got no chance. Just period. Naruto, too strong, too fast, too much energy. It just ain't happening. Long story short. All right. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't even know why this is a uh, discussion, to be honest. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so, so, put it, so just put it, I just want to make this statement. Do you uh, think Aang would be able to stop a meteor like the one that Madara brought down upon the Earth? Uh, Avatar oh, saying Aang might be the only person who has a chance. And even then... Uh, I would assume that if he did defeat it, like he's he's done after. Like I, right. I, it's it's hard for me to even see him taking it out. But I feel like if he did even take out a meteor of that size, like that's like a month's worth of like rest. Like this nigga's out. Like he's not doing anything after that stuff. I think that Aang could actually stop that meteor for the simple fact that um, like the Avatar lore, as far as uh, what Avatars did that um that they did before Aang was the Avatar. I think one of them was like um, um, an earthbender who was able to like to actually move a mountain or something like that. I don't know why that's coming to mind, but in any sense, oh yeah, Boomy. I think Boomy did that. Oh, did he? All right, well, um, Boomy wasn't even so. like an avatar, so Kiyoshi, Kiyoshi moved the whole island. Oh, that's what. Was. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, uh, Kiyoshi of the uh, it was like the female warrior um island, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, that's what it was. But in any case, I mean, if Homegirl was able to move a mountain, I think it's like at least decently safe to say Homie could probably stop a meteor if he was like in Avatar State, obviously. But yeah. Yeah, I think he could do it. Are we talking about the uh, Aang versus Naruto? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Graham's just asked if we feel like uh, uh, Aang could stop a Madara meteor. Yeah, I think he could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, like, as far as... I mean, like, I think all of us are in agreement that Aang is strong. We just think that, like, Naruto is practically, like, a god after the show, as, like, most of the fandom. So I guess, if anything, it might be just more accurate to maybe scale back Naruto to, like, maybe, like, a decent fight. Fuck. Uh... Like, like right at the start of Shibuden or something? Or, like, maybe, like, right after a little bit, something like that? As far as, like, to actually be a decent fight. Maybe that could be a better discussion. 
I agree that um, it should basically be like beginning Shippuden Naruto. Mm. Um, and my main reason for why Naruto will win is um, this is kind of something I bring up with people whenever we do like some type of versus fight. Is like you also got to remember the frame of reference of the world. And so in the frame of um, Aang's reference, like he does not move exceptionally faster than a, a normal person meaning like a normal person may not be able to keep up with him but they can still see him um and in the naruto world uh normal people can't even see some of the movements ninjas make and naruto is one of the fastest ninjas in history so it's like yeah ang actually wouldn't even be able to perceive what this nigga is doing right so like if we just kept them like they world today world there's no way Aang can box him, period. Even if he got strength feats, the speed feat alone is too bogus. Um, but, like, if we were to get rid of that, like, I guess some people would like, like, oh, let's just scale their speed together. Then it becomes an interesting fight. But like we said, late game Naruto still too fucking busted. Like, that <laughs> nigga a god. <laughs> um, so maybe, like, mid-Shippuden Naruto, if we scale their speed together, or if we don't scale their speed, maybe beginning Shippuden Naruto. Versus him. True. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, Naruto doesn't really get fast until he, like, really starts manipulating Ninetales Chakra, right? If I remember right. Uh, are we talking fast for the Naruto version? Like, or fast, fast? Like, um, like, 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 Fourth Okage fast, you know what I mean? Like, you oh, still yeah. got, like, decent ninja speed, but you ain't, like, special fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. This well, whole thing, uh, the, the whole uh -huh. idea of people's uh, moves, though, brought up something interesting to me. Um, considering that Naruto's um, Rasengan is what you can consider a air-based move, would you say that Aang can actually recreate his own Rasengan hmm. and potentially throw Naruto's Rasengan right back at him if Naruto were to throw it at him? Pause. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but I still don't think it would end the fight. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if we if we're scaling world to world, then we could assume that if like um Aang entered the Naruto verse, basically his ability to control the four elements would transfer into like nature chakra, or you could say that he could he's a master of like the different chakra types. Or whatever, so he has an affinity to both wind, fire, water, and whatever. So the chakra shits are then. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't we, put it past that he can make the Rasengan, but I would also go like, it's he's does it stop him from getting dropped? No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's like, basically okay, cool. well, yeah. we have we have multiple characters that basically have all of his powers put together. Um, we have, for example. Um, you can say when uh, Sasuke uses a fucking fire jitsu, you can say that that's fire bended, for example. Um, I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if you would want to give him. I don't know if you would want to give him. Um, what's it called uh, with the black fire? Amaterasu, no. I don't know. Because I would give see that as. I would say Amaterasu is the same thing as blood bending, where it's like uh, a, a unique to that thing type of ability. So avatars, as far as I know, can't learn that type of shit. Like it okay, stops so... at basic bending, so they don't learn like lava bending or metal bending. Like they can't go that far. They just know like, oh, I know basic earth shit. Correct right. me if I'm wrong. Trash, other niggas, but that's what I thought. 
Um, okay. Um, that could be. Debate. I would like to. I don't know about that, to be honest. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, they um, they can learn those, uh, but the thing is that like they actually have to learn it. It's just not in, right. in to them, right? Like so, yeah. Aang can lava bend in Avatar state because Avatar Roku could lava bend, uh, but no Avatar could metal bend before Korra. So before Korra, no avatar will be able to metal bend, you know? So all it takes is for one avatar to know how to do it, but then they all can. And honestly, like, Naruto is so strong at the end, you would have to consider Aang like a sage and just say, oh, this nigga can use any elemental jutsu, and he's still getting work. Like, because think about it. Avatar is just, that's nothing, that's being pain. Like, all his abilities are just being pain. And pain is, like... He up there, but he ain't banging with in-game Naruto. You know what I mean? <laughs> that nigga literally no more powerful than Pain if you give him all of the ability to control all the elements. It's like, okay, Pain can do that too, and he still got mobbed. I mean, I was going to say low-key, Gaara can probably put his ass in a coffin and crush him. Whoa, pause. Are you saying mm-hmm. Gaara could beat Aang? Uh, apparently that's not true because <laughs> a talk could beat that nigga ass. So, oh, yeah. oh yeah, they put they did put that on that episode, didn't they? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently Garas would get dropped by Aang, I guess. Yeah. Um anyways, <laughs> ten, ten out of ten out of ten fights, what y'all giving them? I I'll, I'll, I'll give Naruto. I'll give Aang two wins. Wow. Really? All right. What are the scenarios for those two wins? Just curious. Um, so I think I always give somebody a W if they catch somebody sleeping, like literally actually sleeping, and then you assassinate their ass. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he got trauma protection him in his sleep, though, right? He got what? Karama protects him in his sleep. Like they showed that in Boruto. Like dude tried to walk up on him, and uh, Karama uh, just walked out this nigga body and was like, "Yo, what you doing, fam? What the fuck? I did not know about that. <laughs> yeah, apparently that. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> so you might not be able to catch that nigga sleeping is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Good gosh, man. Well, he might have to take mm. a, a one lucky win then. I gotta steal MGG's original score and call this an eleven no. out of ten. Come on, no. Damn. <laughs> wow, I should have said my shit first, man. I didn't Any know who the score was. Wow. <laughs> wow. God, the pettiness. Nah, I, I'll wow. give Naruto ten out of ten though. I, I just don't see it. All right. Well then I'm gonna toss out a twelve out of 10. <laughs> so I gave the 11 out of 10 because I felt like Naruto could follow this nigga to the spirit world and beat his ass. But Damn. now I'm adding another one because I feel like Naruto has the ability to travel dimensions. Not him himself, but Sasuke <laughs> can help him out. So if this nigga Aang is like, no, nah, fuck it, I dip. I'm going back to fucking where I'm from. Ain't Naruto be like, no, nah, nigga, Sasuke, run that shit, man. This nigga, <laughs> this nigga this say he's beat his ass over there. You said he gonna stop this nigga from reviving a hundred years in the future and creating that new avatar. He said, no, nah, he go, he gonna kill that whole lineage. Yeah, no, stop this nigga out. <laughs> Naruto, the type of nigga to be like, hey, the avatar state just a Jinchuriki. No, I'm cool with all your avatars now, nigga. I'm the avatar. Damn. You right. You right. 
Oh, that's no. fucked up. He gonna take all his friends and shit. Power to oh, friend, power no. friendship. Two op. All right. Uh, speaking of friends, perfect segue. Uh, so someone on a decent spot, Mister Edie, uh, posted a video saying why he thinks Rockley is better than Naruto and Sasuke. Uh, and we just have to sit here and uh, respond to that. You know what I'm saying? And tell him he tripping, aka trash or lit Rockley. Uh, let's get into it. All right. Um... So. I think uh, I'll start. Most of the points he... Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. You can go, go ahead. ahead. You want... No, go ahead. I'm okay, gonna... cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was just going to start by kind of pointing out some of the things that he had mentioned about why, you know, Rock Lee isn't lit. And now because of t- technical difficulties, we several weeks out. <laughs> yeah. So I might be missing some points, you know, but it'd be that way. Um, <laughs> real, real quick to help you out, his four main points were character development, strength, personality, and results. All right, bet. See, he fucked up by adding results, period. <laughs> All right, cool. So I don't have to mention that um, Jugga got it for us. Sweet. Um, well, I guess I'll just talk about him. So uh, you said um, character development was first? Yep. All right. My nigga definitely didn't develop as a character. <laughs> um, his character started out by basically saying like, hey, I live in a world where without Chakra, you're basically doomed to become a mediocre ninja. My goal is to not become a mediocre ninja. I want to be a splendid ninja, quote unquote, right? Um, and this nigga started out, you know, whooping up some of our guinea niggas, showing that he got some skill. But then later on, he does nothing but take L's. Gara takes an L. Kimimaro takes an L. Versus himself, technically, he took an L because he beat himself. Like that. Damn. Even towards the end, if he really wanted to show he was a splendid ninja, if this nigga would have jumped up in front of Madara and went eight gates, that would have been so much more impactful. At the end of the day, nobody could have ever said shit. Like, we can't say shit about my guy. That nigga solidified, but not Rock Lee. Rock Lee didn't jump up and go eight gates. That nigga decided to be a basic bitch his whole life. And now he he getting beat up by his son. That nigga ain't getting no development. That is, that is true. They they should have low-key jumped that nigga, Madara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Messed out opportunities. No development. Anybody got anything else to say about his development? Uh to me, uh, I would say no. Uh, he didn't develop at all. Um, I think we all wanted him to, and we saw some great scenes from him, which make you think he developed. But even if you take his biggest moments, like the closest thing to character development was overcoming the like broken leg thing to almost get his shit kicked in by Kinimaru, <laughs> and then going to Shibuden, it was like all of the opportunities that he had to really show us that like. He's supposed to take the torch from my guy. My guy just stepped in and did that. Like they could have had him fight. Um, what's his name? Uh, dude Kisame. with the sword. Itachi's partner. Yeah, Kisame. Oh, we could have had him. We could have had him build a relationship with Kisame and maybe make my guy take the L to him so Lee could beat him. They didn't do that. Um, my guy versus Madara. Great scene. Put a lot of respect on my guy himself. 
uh, that could have been something that was saved for Rock Lee instead. So we still see like this nigga was still doing some shit on the journey, but no, it was trash. And my guy has chakra, from what I understand, he just was like a shittier ninja. So it doesn't even like my guy's dub still don't really put their respect on Rock Lee's name because that nigga can summon and he has chakra. So true. Yeah, no character development for me. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty much basic startup, like pretty much no hope, should have never been a ninja. And then he actually became a ninja in technical terms, which is great. But it's like, it's like it was just an incompleted journey, long story short. It's like he was getting there, but the development didn't fully mature. I mean, like, yeah. his, did, did, it, he, did like, he even up? get like Jonin respect? Like, because Neji's the only one of that crew that made right. it to Joni. No, no, no. Lee only made the tuning. That was it. Yeah, so, come on, man. Like, at least that would have been development if they gave him just a Joni title. Then you could you could at least make the argument to say he did some growing. But, like, come on, nigga. Everybody yeah. went on a time skip to train, and you're still at the same level? Stop. Here's, here's the way I think about it. So, we know, um, we've all watched this show called Hinamaru Sumo. Oh, but yeah. the, the main fucking character, Hinamaru, was at a huge disadvantage compared to everybody else because of his size. Yet, right. that nigga pushed himself on a daily basis in order to become one of the top niggas out there running, running shit with niggas. Mm-hmm. But this man, but, but it, it's basically the equivalent of if Hinamaru basically lost right before they got to that final tournament and was like, well, I guess that's that. And we all just ended the show from there. <laughs> that's essentially what it felt like. You're seeing, you know, somebody's somebody's growing or whatever. You're like, oh shit, they might be able to make a name for themselves. Yeah, they're the main character. They're right. gonna fucking come to the end and you know reach their goal at the end of the day, and then just get injured at some point and be like, yep, that's the end of the season. Sorry guys, I guess I'm never gonna bro, become like, perfect. That's the way. It that feels. was perfect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know him that the nigga Rock Lee ain't worth shit. Like, what if Naruto's story went like Rock Lee? Like, I got my ass whooping. I just quit being in there. <laughs> I'm a salary man now. Right? <laughs> I married a bum bitch and my kid a bum ass ninja too. Yeah. Uh, what was his next point? Oh, shit. His uh, his next point was strength. Strength. Okay. Um, and this is where I feel like a lot of black folks put too much respect on like Dragon Ball Z and Rock Lee. It's like, I get it. My nigga was throwing good hands. We all like seeing it from time to time. But at the end of the day, compared to the world, that nigga wasn't doing shit, bro. Like, he don't got chakra. He can't get out of a genjutsu. A Ginning can beat this nigga no matter how good he is at whooping ass. He'd be like, oh shit, this nigga Rock Lee can beat me? Hold on. Genjutsu, that nigga sleep now. <laughs> and he can't get out. Like, he literally cannot get out. <laughs> that nigga not good. He can throw good hands, but is them shit's gonna land? Like, if you're a bad ninja, Rock Lee can expose you. But if you're somewhat decent, there's no way you should be getting by a nigga that only throw hands. Yeah. Now that, now that um, you say that, it does bring up the whole idea of what I was saying earlier with the whole Naruto versus Aang discussion where, you know, Aang would be able to catch the nigga in his sleep, which we found out is no longer the, the case. 
if you were to run up on Lee while he was sleeping and do any fucking jitsu, he he's screwed. The man can't do anything. You ha- he has to literally be awake and at his full potential at all moments in order to have a chance against most ninja in this world. Oh, bro, in Boruto, they actually showed that this nigga could be nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was about like, bro, fuck Boruto. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, for strength for me, like, uh, I think it's been pretty much said, and it just goes back to the my guy stole all his shine points that I was making in the last thing. Uh, he's lost. I haven't seen him win a single fight except against himself. Um, and the time where they could have gave him the opportunity to show that he's a raw ass nigga, my guy just did it. Like, the person to figure out how to like counter the Mangekyo with the stupidest reasoning ever was my guy. He was like, yo, just look at these niggas' feet. Like, that could have been given to Rock Lee, and then he would have had so much clout on his name just for figuring that. Like, Rock Lee fanboys would probably never let that go, but they still gave it to my guy. So it's just like, you know, they just didn't want this nigga to win. Like, <laughs> that's all it is, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. All of the reason why um, people expect Rock Lee to be so damn raw is because we place all of um, guys, Mike Guy's achievements, Onto right, Rock on Lee, Rock Lee. Just because That's we know true. that he's supposed to be the carbon copy of this nigga. Right. right. Yeah. But just because my guy did it don't mean uh, Rock Lee will. And the thing is, like, niggas be like, oh, but eight gates, eight gates. I'm like, hey, you can use that argument for my guy. You can't use it for Lee. Because eight gates implies, like, you know you're about to kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? And, sure. like, you got to be a tough son of bitch to be like, hey, bro, I'm about to kill myself over this. Like, clearly yeah. niggas ain't just doing that. No, Rock Lee was willing to go there, though. We got to say that. He was willing to go there for stupid shit. Rock Lee could have died much earlier in the series <laughs> if Sasuke and Naruto just took him that far. Like, if them niggas was like, all right, fuck it. We're going to try to kill you. Rock Lee would have gone all eight on him. That, just for, that's just for back Sasuke when that nigga that. still had hope that he could uh-huh. be a good nigga. <laughs> I feel like after that nigga got older, after the time skip, he was like, bro, these niggas ain't, this ain't, for-. I feel like once that nigga pain blew up the village, that's when that nigga was like, bro, this ninja shit not for me, bro. Like, <laughs> it's dead, bro. I ain't doing none of these gates, nigga. What the fuck was kicking the nigga gonna do to pain? Nothing. The world shall know pain. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, that nigga Rock Lee, we ain't see that nigga nowhere in that pain fight. He knew what here's, was up. Here's the crazy thing, though. If he were to go against Obito and the nigga unlocked his eighth gate and he went in for attack and then the nigga just poof disappeared on your ass right before you unleashed the attack, you you just created a huge ass crater, but you did not kill a nigga and now you dead. Be looking for goofy as fuck. <laughs> Die by a ninjutsu, nigga. I I feel like a goofy honorable death is more um, honorable to Rock Lee than what he's gone through now which is just constantly being reiterated that you're shitty like come on in Boruto bro there's a fight versus him and his son and his son almost drops his ass in the fight bro (laughs) what the fuck like yo are you ever gonna get better your son (laughs) You know what Rock Lee is like? Rock Lee is like seeing a seven-foot-tall nigga that can't dunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what you so big for, bro? 
god. All them goddamn kicks every day, bro. Thousand kicks on that tree. All them trees Beat you the fucking fuck chopped down with your leg. Right. Oh no, they move now. <laughs> I'm used to trees. Them niggas just stay there. They take my kicks. Right. All right. Cool, man. Wow. We wow. still have more points to talk about this because I feel there's, like we, we got it. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like we get it, but what, what's these other two? Let's just see if they worse worse <laughs> Three is personality and four is results. Okay, so we can get results because we already said multiple times that nigga ain't got none. <laughs> not producing, bro. That nigga would get fired if this was a job. Like, but we ain't gonna even go there. Uh, personality, I feel like that's preference. You feel me? Like, you might be, you might fuck with that nigga. Like, you might be like, oh, he a cool nigga. Me personally. I thought Rock Lee came off as a lame. And I ain't going to lie, I'm not trying to talk shit about Rock Lee fans, but I feel like it got something to do with niggas taking personal losses and then grinding in real life. So they like, oh, I grind, so I see that grind in this nigga Rock Lee. Me personally, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, bro. I've kind of always been a winner. I ain't never been on the loser. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, and that's how he just got another nomination for Goofy of the Year. I'm saying this nigga definitely said he was the uh what you would call it. He said he was the main character of his own story, bro. You better relax, man. is <laughs> on the table. I'm not saying that I always get a dub, but I feel like I've always you had- literally just <laughs> said <laughs> I always <laughs> Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> you came back and said, you know, I'm not trying to say I always <laughs> but you definitely just said that. So All right. Yes, that you just gave yourself an L. <laughs> oh man! Let's clarify for the for the haters. I've always had a winner's mindset, not necessarily. <laughs> and I feel like Rock Lee does not have a winner's mindset. Oh, he did after getting his training. He was like, "Hey, let me flex on these bum ass niggas." And then when a real nigga came through, he got his ass whooped. And, and me personally, I just find that bitch made that nigga was flexing on 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 Sasuke and and, Rock, and, um, and Naruto. That nigga was about to kill Sasuke, real talk. Yeah, he was. I came through, motherfucker, one one hitting right. So I'm just like, hey, bro, Gar- Rock Lee, Loki, you know, you all, you all, you not a you don't produce, nigga. You ain't got no winner's mentality. I don't give a fuck how hard you try, nigga. At the end of the day, you didn't get the dub. I I care about results, my nigga. So like. That's just where me personally, I'm just like, nah, I don't fuck with that nigga because I don't care about niggas trying hard. Like, oh, okay, you try hard, we still lost though. You know what I mean, I'm saying? Here's the thing though, in the beginning of the story, yeah, I would say the nigga would be eligible to uh, a lot of respect for the shit that he was doing, basically, especially when he was uh, beating Sasuke's ass or whatever. But as the story went on, the nigga faded away and turned into nothing. And he turned into a, like you, like you guys said, a fucking businessman. Out in the streets trying to sell, trying to sell toilet paper. <laughs> hey, bro, niggas out here making bread off that TP right now, bro. <laughs> uh, I felt like to me, like Rockley reminds me of maybe like a bully early on in in school, and then like years go by, you maybe never seen this nigga for a minute, and then finally at your like ten year high school reunion. You see this nigga again, and he's like balding, 
and just like his life <laughs> shit. And like you was like, but you used to be like the talk of the town in fifth grade, you feel me? But like now I got a whole good ass job. You talk about are you still working at McDonald's, like all types awesome. of weird shit. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm just like Saying you on some fifty shit shit. Yeah. Damn, homie. And back in high school, you were the man, homie. The man, homie. (laughs) So that's how I feel about Rock Lee. Like, if you look back at the Naruto career, you you would live the illusion that maybe he was on on to something. But then once we enter Shippuden and now we're in, uh, fucking, uh, Boruto, it's like that nigga is damn near Kiba, bro. He's about to disappear. Like Kiba, we still (laughs) haven't seen, bro. Where is Kiba? I'm going to start putting Ooh. up posters around the world. Where is Kiba, Ooh. bro? Because this nigga has not shown up. <laughs> this Ooh. nigga has not shown up, bro. Who? Kiba, you know Kiba. Akamar. That nigga's both, bro. Kiba, bro. Actually, you on, you're on the motherfucking chopping block. You better watch out, bro. Yeah, I feel like Kiba, one of them niggas, you come to the... Uh... To the reunion and be like, oh man, I forgot about that nigga Kiba. Yeah, his ass didn't used to go to this school. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you move, right? You move, right? No, nigga, I've been here. I graduated with y'all. What? I live, I, I, nigga, I live right across the street from you. Oh, shit. What? Nigga <laughs> hit you with the, oh, you was in our year? That's crazy. <laughs> crazy ass, man. My yeah, no, fuck. Take with. Yep. And Rockley just got to sit there and watch niggas just use his moves to be mm. big ass motherfuckers, but he can't even do that shit. R.I.P. Rockley. I feel like if the nigga at least me. had, if he would have at least found some type of powerful weapons or whatever, he would have been able to get somebody some kind of go. But no, he just said so fucking just straight hands and legs. So what you're saying is you're trying to make him Oscar, though, is what I'm hearing. I don't understand that reference. Oh, you'll be back. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot oh, you about that. You don't want over? Nah, bro. Nah. Hey, He's bro, a rock. I'm, uh, I'm, currently, I'm, I'm currently in the midst of uh, watching Fate Zero. So. Uh, oh, right, right. right. Uh, welcome to the club. Thank you. <laughs> that shit would be Black Clover instantly. True. Hmm? I said, drop that shit and do Black Clover instantly. You sleep. Black Clover is what Rock Lee needed to have. Right. That is true. No, so what's the but, Asta? Uh, so explain it. Oh, Asta is, is Rock Lee in this universe. So it's a bunch of wizards, uh, but this guy named Asta has no magic whatsoever and basically just bodies niggas with his hands and training. But and demons. Like a but mostly hands and training. That helped him throughout the plot. So it's like it's pretty. Yeah. That's why I was like, that was the reference. Like he oh, got you. yes. So yes, one hundred percent. Then the nigga needs a battle suit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, he could just stay there. Stay <laughs> 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 here. <laughs> We're done with him, bro. Like there's like at this point, if Boruto tries to heal the rockly wound that was left. Like, it's not going to bring me back to the series. And nor do I think it's going to bring anybody else. Maybe the crazy Rock League fanboys, but yeah, bro. It's done. What's done is done. R.I.P. Rock League. You dead to me. Here's the thing that kills me. So the nigga B was able to use, like, what, eight swords when he was throwing hands against motherfuckers. But but this man, Rock League, still couldn't push his 
he couldn't push his own mindset to be able to, to use weapons in order to add some variety to the way he does combat. He just, he no, just literally I mean, he does cares. everything the exact same way. He's like Luffy well, with doing different type, different kinds of punches, but it's all just well, a punch. He married a, he married a weapons expert, so he passed that along to Metal. They realized See, that like they couldn't have these two shitty characters live on forever, so they needed to combine them into one, and then they just you know have that nigga now. But that's the issue. They could have been doing combo attacks on niggas. She could have been giving him all the fucking weapons, and he would have been throwing the hands oh, with those weapons. So let's let's remember that. No, what I'm saying <laughs> is they could have complimented each other and made each other more powerful. You can't compliment a nigga if you so far behind. You feel me, bro? <laughs> like that well, bitch, like just, she can't even box Ten, with them. I know, but Tenten just like she got put in a very unfair position because it's like by the time she was introduced, like Kunai's were already just the oh he used substitution jutsu move now. Like whenever you see somebody throw a Kunai in a hit, you was like that's a log. <laughs> like <Yeah>. it's never forgot <laughs> that. So yeah. it just they immediately shut down the usefulness of weapons like. After they fought Haku, it was like, what's the point of weapons again? And then they go, hey, here's this chick that only uses that shit that we just told you was useless the last arc ago. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no hope for that, bitch. Like, it's over. Good. That's true. That's it. You start um, breaking guns and rocket launches. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no, but no. She didn't want to expand her mind. Wow, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. I don't even know what to say. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I guess we put a, a wrap on this one. Shout out to uh, Mr. Ed for making that video. Here's our response. Uh, I guess about a month late now. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> More of the story. That nigga Rock Lee a bomb. Facts. Facts. Uh, I think for this one, I'll skip the Asta ship question, and would you just do the stronger then? And keep moving. So uh, for this month, Stronger Than, we're going to do Stronger Than Kakashi at teaching. So everyone's going to share one teacher that they think from anime and manga uh, is a better teacher than Kakashi. So uh, I will start with Genkai from Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, I think she's a dope teacher. Uh, one, uh just in general, like, she created Yusuke, like, a regular human who turned into a spirit detective, who turned into basically, like, an S-class demon by the end of the series, mostly through her teaching. Uh, she was able to turn bum-ass nigga Kuwabara into a fucking dimension-cutting samurai. Uh, she was able to train Yusuke to beat basically, like, a former rival of hers um, in such a short time frame. Uh, to just basically beat his ass by the end of that, like, tournament arc. So, in general, as far as it goes from, like, building characters from shitty to strong, Genkai has proven that she's a master at that. Um, uh, I like her no-nonsense training style. Um, I don't know, I just think she's all around a better teacher than Kakashi. I felt like Kakashi did not. While he taught greats, I don't know how much his teaching actually influenced them in terms of achieving greatness. Uh, and I felt like Genkai is an example of teaching to greatness. Hmm. Uh, I hear that. That's mine. Um, I will uh, go ahead and say 
my better than teacher, I got to go with Koro Sensei from True. Assassination Classroom. Like, <laughs> it, it, for the same reasons that MGG just said, Koro Sensei took 20, not just regular high school students, but like failing, like bad at high school dumb niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> took a class of hood niggas. Took a class of hood niggas and turned them into expert assassins. And not just like, oh, we just know how to kill niggas, but like, nah, we're smart about it too. Like, all these niggas probably top 10 assassins in the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. To the point where they could probably come together and almost maybe kill a hypersonic demon squid man. Um, So, I mean, I find that impressive uh, to at least get them to the ability where 20 versus 1, they could take on the top assassin in the world. Um, And this was all in, what, one school year? So, in one year, they went from basic students who were useless to literally being expert assassins. True. Not to mention, he actually made them at g- good at school too. So yeah, right, like actually made that, them they make actually was passing their classes too. So, yeah. All right, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, drop biscuit from Hunter X Hunter. Definitely one of my faves. To going in Kilowa, not yet, but obviously going to be two of the top hunters. Period, and like truly showed them how to use like the. I guess you can call it like the lifeblood of the strength for all hunters in the universe, Nen. And like she was definitely the core reason why they got good at Nen in the first place. And plus, she's just a straight OG that we still don't even know like the full potential yet. So I always give big ups to Bisky. Yeah, and I, I, I say she's directly responsible for going, uh, powering up on uh, what's her name, ass? Oh, um, Pizza. Yeah, I, I say without seeing uh, Biscuit do it first, Gone never does it. Yeah. All right. Valid argument. Gramps. All right. This one is definitely coming out of the blue. I'm going to oh, go okay. with Lucas from The Promised Neverland. Stop. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Yep. Really? Goofy. All right. <laughs> and there's your nomination. Damn. Uh, all right. Shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with him because, yes, he um, definitely came into this world not, not fucking knowing how to uh, survive in this demon world at all at the age of what I believe was uh, around 16. And um, he started to recruit all of these children in order to be able to survive in this world and to, to be able to fight against them. And, um, to be able to take somebody from that to be able to, to go against these extremely large creatures and 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 short amounts of time, I feel like that definitely automatically puts you better than Kakashi would have because that nigga probably would have had them niggas fending, fending by themselves on their own saying, all right, you survive? Okay, that makes you good now. While he's fucking reading porno magazines in the background. So that's by that zone, I think, makes him better than Kakashi what Kakashi would have been. I'm not saying that he's ultimately a hugely great teacher. I'm just saying he's better than Kakashi. Got wow. it. I'm actually just surprised in the first place we put respect on Promise Neverland after all this time. I'm just, I'm kind oh, of shocked. Oh, I ain't, oh, ain't trying to put respect on the show. I'm just putting a little bit of respect on one of the characters. Fuck the show. I mean, 
ergo, you put in respect on one of the characters means you put in respect on the show. So, I mean, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> ask you for it necessarily, but I, I'm, I'm good. I'm just shocked. I, I, I didn't see it coming. I mean, he makes a valid point, to, though, because it's like... No, so here's the thing. If I were to put respect on the strength of a character in fairy tale saying, yeah, he can body this other character, I'm not putting respect on the show itself. I'm just saying that's that this true. character has a certain strength that's better than another character. Fuck all that. Because I still think fairy tale is trash, but they, they got some small ass characters. Oh, okay. That's true. All right. I think the argument for Lucas is valid. Uh, being that if you take into perspective that, like, he really wasn't taught how to teach. Like, they were exactly. just raising some farm. And then he ended up being able to come out with this plan and raise these kids to the point where they kind of feel like he's a father figure to them and listen to him and all that stuff. Like, that basically came from his own spirit or however you want to explain he got that knowledge. But and we'll I think see. it's a valid perspective. Okay. I mean, again, I wasn't saying that he was wrong. I'm just in shock about... Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, hey, look, more power to you. I'm just again, I'm just still in shock. I'm just trying I to just, process it. Yeah, I right. just figured I had to give an answer from a source where nobody would expect to ever receive one. So I was oh, like, right. well, I mean, hey, job well done. I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so let's move on. Second part of that. So do we have any um teachers that are weaker than Kakashi that we know for sure? You mean like Goku? Who? Oh, wow. <laughs> go, ahead and, go ahead and toss out why you think he's a weaker teacher. Why he's a trash teacher. Uh, tell me somebody that he's actually been effective at teaching. Uh, didn't he teach some nigga Super Saiyan? Didn't they say it's like a feeling in your back or some shit? Like, that was... <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that, was that wasn't even Goku, though, was it? Or Oh, I don't remember who it was. I remember... They said that for someone, though. Someone was like, think, oh, yeah, it's going in your back. I think they just looked at that nigga and figured it out. In all honesty. To put it this way, his only way of training is by taking your ass to this Netherlands and just fighting you nonstop. He's not, teaching us, he's not teaching you techniques or anything like that. He's just throwing hands with you, beating your ass, <laughs> and potentially throwing you, you, as a, throwing, throwing you into a tree as a baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, okay. I'm not going to say you're... Okay, I'm not going to say that isn't how he teaches, but, I mean, you could also argue, like, Genkai kind of did that with Yusuke a little bit, though, too, right? So, I mean, is that really saying he's not a good teacher? Or is just, like, of a horrible teaching method, but can't produce results? Yeah. Well, so, if you, if you know, have terrible teaching like methods, tough. doesn't that make you a shitty teacher? I mean, well, if the if the student actually ends up learning something, though, I mean, in, in the end, it'll just be about results. Because, I mean, okay, so let, let me ask you this. Like, would you say that Goku had a factor of teaching, like, Gohan Super Saiyan 2, in a way? I wouldn't say so. I think he learned by watching. Mm, I mean, but you could teach by showing people up, too. I mean, like, it... it it all it all depends on how you really define the word teach, at least in my opinion. You know what? Wait, wait. Why are we even talking about this? Player five. I mean, you a teacher. What, what's your thoughts on this? <laughs> um, so, my bad. I did uh, cut out for a little bit. So, I'm guessing we're talking about Piccolo? <laughs> oh, <don't be. laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, because the way he described uh, the Gohan teacher was kind of like a Piccolo he, thing. Literally, he literally uh-huh. just admitted that Piccolo uh-huh. wasn't one that taught the niggas uh-huh. Super Saiyan 2 in this case. No, no. Um, so here's that my make Piccolo Piccolo I just want to say Piccolo is a trash teacher and Goku is a phenomenal teacher. Oh, uh, reason oh. why. Uh, hold on. Everybody about to go, oh, oh, but check it out. Piccolo didn't teach that nigga Gohan. He threw that nigga in the wild and was like, hey, bruh, if you live, you can fight. <laughs> and then that nigga Gohan went into a fight and got work. Goku was like, hey, son, come with me. I'm about to teach you how to fight. And when he came out, he saved the fucking world. So, results, you feel me? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say. My nigga Goku, we can say what we want, but at the end of the day, Gohan saved the world after training with him, so... That That was interesting. I mean, like, what you just said pretty much, like, highlighted both points of what me and Graham said, but, like, with opposite what we were trying to say. (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Hey, it's player five, baby. (laughs) I'm done. Anyway, any other teacher shittier than Kakashi? Okay. yeah, I got to put this out here, bro. They not getting me. I forgot that nigga name again. Zushi Daddy, bro. That <laughs> Stop it, bro. Hey, get off wing, bro. <laughs> Y'all niggas need to leave Oos alone, bro. <laughs> he needs to pass that shit down to my nigga Zushi, bro. He holding my nigga Zushi back. Like, if, if Zushi would have trained with Biscuit, bro, this nigga would be, he'd have killed Man. the motherfucking uh, Chimera Ants, bro. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This nigga, this nigga Kilawa, took a nigga heart out his body and gave it to that nigga in a doggy bag, bro. Yeah. Say Merry Christmas. My nigga Zushi was like, "Oos!" And Kilawa, a strong, cold killer, was like, "Hold on now, yeah, hold, hold on, bro. I don't know if I want this." So niggas can't tell me what my nigga Zushi could and could not have done. Bro. But who did he learn that from? Did Wing, bro. See how fast they develop their nan past this man Zushi, though. Because Wing holding him back, he know what that nigga got, bro. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hey, when y'all see, if they ever bring the anime back and y'all see Wing in the Dark Continent, you're going to put some respect on his name. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Oh. Uh, any other teachers? Yeah, I know we brought up last time uh, Benny Maru from Fire Force. He's trash because all he did <laughs> all that nigga did was beat niggas. <laughs> to train him. So that's another one. Um, uh, I don't know if we had anyone else um, for bad teachers. Fuck, no one's coming to mind. Uh-huh. All right. Well, wrap that up. That's it for anime. Uh, let's move on to questions from the audience. So we have a question from Animaniac85 on Instagram, and he says, how did you guys meet? Um, so more or less... Uh, I met everyone but player five in college. Um, and I don't remember how each of the individual anime conversations started. I remember mine's with do started because we lived on the same floor. So I found out by happenstance that he was reading like bleach or some anime or manga. And then we just started having conversations off that we were both current on one piece. So then we were talking about that too. Uh, and then, Gramps and Jugga 
Chogo, I think we talked about it. Yeah, we figured it out based off of one of the Nesby conferences. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, like, Nami or something. And mm-hmm. then we figured out we were all into anime then. Uh, and then Graham said, I don't remember if that was in college that I found out you were into anime or after. Uh, I think we definitely found out that I was into anime much later on in college. All right. Well, I remember exactly when. I don't know if that was when I was popping over your house for Mario Kart or if it was after that. Yeah, I would have it was probably somewhere during that time of the year. But we met somewhere during our freshman year in college. I believe I was, uh, when I was teaching a certain somebody, uh, well, trying to teach a certain somebody physics, and you were already a close friend of hers and joined along. Yeah, I need that help. Hey, that physics 100 was kicking my ass, man. I did not know (laughs) what it was. It was was doing magic. They was doing magic in <laughs> I was sitting in the class, bro. They was like, yeah, today we're going to teach you about how force works. Sat in this fucking chair, started spinning around, bro. Had this tire, <laughs> this tire on a stick, and he started turning the tire on the stick. This nigga started spinning in the opposite direction. I said, yo, I'm going to fail this fucking <laughs> <laughs> That so, looked like magic okay. to me. Said, I, like, what I saw... Look like fucking real magic to me. You say you got air benders, water benders, air benders, but these niggas are magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole loose shit. I said, what? What is this? What are we doing? Yeah, so I needed that help. For real. <laughs> and then Player 5 I met uh, all the way in... I was in high school. Yeah, I met in high school. It was a very traumatic experience that day. I don't know if I ever told that story time. But uh, it, maybe well, it'll come up later, right. later on. <laughs> that could have been a story time session for today. Um, that could have been. That could have been. But I'll save that story time for later. Maybe on the hundredth episode. Like, I'll you you alluded to the story like five different times. Is like you may, gotta, maybe <laughs> niggas will be thirsty. Maybe That's niggas. What I'm saying. <laughs> you gotta build. You gotta build the hype for that story. So the hundredth episode, I'll tell the the player five. <laughs> Wow. We call it the the pussy hunting story. Well, that's what I'll call it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, we met then. Uh and then we was friends, then I kinda like ghosted for about ten years, and then we reconnected <laughs> at a party. Um <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> and then I found out he was into like romantic comedy anime and I suggested he come on the podcast to do like an interview about Sword Art Online we flamed the shit out of Sword Art Online yes. he was like hey y'all I got a camera I was like hey you want to join the podcast yeah and the rest is history Yeah. so yeah know, that is that different, uh, accounts on how all this happened you know, niggas just didn't run to respect my big nigga mentality. Do you feel me? Um, you know, Gramps was trying to beat me up on the daily. Exerting uh, <laughs> his, his ice skin nigga pressure on me. You feel me? I was just, oh, wow. you know, nigga out here in these streets trying to make it. And then eventually I came up in the world, bro. That's how I'm going to tell the story. I all you, I'm doing a biopic and I'm the main character. I leave. Wow. I just, yeah, anybody else got anything that? No, I'm sure. Okay, I just wanted to mention something. 
that uh, had got uh, dropped because of our uh, technical difficulties. Uh, but before, yeah. to the person that uh, had asked, like, how do you guys meet? I had a bonus question for the podcast. I asked them what was my original, uh, basically, like, a podcast name when I was just uh, being a uh, guest interviewed, <laughs> and <laughs> all of these niggas got it wrong. It was player four. Head ass. <laughs> 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 it, it was guest five, special guest five, um, and then it became player five. You know, once I got plugged in, but I just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there, you know, for the OGs that been watching. Hey, back when he was the decent crew. (laughs) Right? Back when niggas' brand changed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, all right. The other question comes from CheshireCat00 on on Instagram. What's your ideal anime slash manga series? What makes a best one, in your opinions? Um, And like we said, this is kind of very similar to what we do uh, when we go to conventions. The panel we do called Trash or Lit, Is This Anime Good For You? Where we share our opinions and perspectives on this stuff. So this year we're going to be at a couple of ones. So make sure you come check us out if you're going to be at. That Rona might change that, bro. Oh, that's true. We'll see (laughs) if those are still around. But uh, flights are cheap as hell, bro. Flight to Dallas is like $97. So, uh. Shit, y'all might still see me there, even if there might not be no conviction. You're the only one there, that motherfucker. <laughs> y'all like here, bro. Wow. Like a little lemonade stand that just say Afro Taku on it. You feel me? So <laughs> look out. Be on the lookout. But yeah, what are your guys' uh, things? What makes your ideal uh, anime or manga series? Do you have any best ones or favorites? Um, I think that um, to me, overall, it has to be engaging in some way, shape, or form whether it be with story, action, or, like, uh, character interactions. Uh, Some of my favorite animes aren't even action-based, or I love them not even because they action, just, like, the interaction with characters, which is probably why my favorite anime are uh, romantic romantic comedies. Uh, Toradora will be an example of one that I really love. All the characters interact in their own specific ways with each other. Um, uh, Like... I like Black Clover because, you know, they unapologetic. Like, look, nigga, we're here for the hands. And you might get a little bit of story here on the side. And I respect <laughs> that. It's engaging. So as long as I'm engaged, I'm liking it. Hmm. All right. All right. Um, as a man who loves food and loves it a lot, my favorite manga has to be Toriko. Yeah. How small can a nigga get and how delicious can the food get? Simple as that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Simple and sweet. So, um, all I'm saying is, if they would have had some mouse sauce in that manga, niggas would have got unlimited wow. strong. Wow. I'm ready. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all, all right. right, so I, I'll go ahead real quick. So, real, so pretty much the 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 big three points for me, uh, to for me to like an anime manga would be um, action, mystery, comedy. Either one heavy in one of those three, or a good combination of all three, and you pretty much have my ideal kind of series. 
Uh, my favorites would probably be like Hunter x Hunter, um, One Piece. And then if you got like uh, a show with like crazy stupid hands or animation, I'm going to like it, which could be a variety of like, you know, the OG DBZ, um, Yu Yu Hakusho, Roroni Kenshin, Trigun, just like epic anime kind of stuff. And then with like nice um, incorporations of comedy. And then if you have any like big mystery, maybe like crime solving kind of stuff, um, you're definitely going to uh, be getting a lit from me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's all. All right. Uh, for me, um, I would say oh, it's. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. Oh, yeah. For me, I would say it's definitely a combination of like strats, um, and interesting power systems and variety. So I like shows with uh where there's multiple characters that get development. Uh, like Hunter x Hunter, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, what else? Uh, um, I don't know. I there's others, but. Basically, mostly I like there to be some sort of strategy and thinking with fights, which you get a lot in Hunter x Hunter and JoJo's. And I like a variety of powers, which you get in both of those series. And a variety of, um, like, a complex power system, where it's kind of, like, interesting. Every fight is different. It doesn't feel like somebody's just going to keep getting friendship power-ups. It's really based off of, like, the skill of the fighter in terms of, like, who might be coming out at the end. Another show that's giving me a lot of those vibes is like Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, it's starting to build like those complex power systems, a lot of character development, a lot of interesting storytelling. So it's got me hooked because of that. So yeah, those would be mine. All right. Uh, so on to the mega section of the podcast. Uh, I know some new chapters dropped, so we can drop anything that we feel like we want to discuss from there too. Uh, but I just want to touch on some new manga I've been reading. Uh, one is Mash, Magic, and Muscles. Um, I feel like this is basically if Black Clover was written by One, uh, the guy who writes the One Punch Man manga. Uh, it's basically about this guy who has uh, no magic powers whatsoever, um, but the world he's in actually kills people with no magic powers. He somehow has been able to survive up until now. Uh, basically, he's just a super strong motherfucker. His foster parent or whatever has just been training him in regular strength shit so he just has these amazing strength feats um and ends up enrolling in this magic high school um the whole goal is basically to become like the magic emperor so once he does that he can kind of abolish the law that kills out that kills people with no magic powers um it's just overall funny as hell like the story isn't even worth following as much as just the crazy shit that this guy does with his strength like he's basically tested on magic stuff at every so often uh but he finds a way to use strength to like make it seem like he's using magic so they had him do like this broom test where he had to fly this magic broom across like some long distance um instead of flying it what he did was he threw the broom so hard and so fast that it looked like it was floating and then he just jumped on top of it so it looked like he was riding the broom like it was magic, but uh, he actually was just using strength to do it. So, uh, Didn't somebody override, do that in the original Dragon Ball series? Like they kicked uh, the pillar off and threw that bitch and then yeah. hopped on top of it and flew away? General oh. Tao. Oh, you did that? <laughs> yeah. So either way, I think it's a dope series. It's only, uh, I think, probably the seventh chapter dropped now. It's, it's, it's fairly new. 
So I'm gonna wait till it builds up some more, and then I might do an impression video. Um, the other one that I want to talk about is Guardian of the Witch. Uh, this is another starts off kind of like a typical shonen. It looks like it's gonna go down. Uh, but there's a variety of powers and characters, so I'm giving it a read for now. Basically, overall premise is just um, there's these uh, girls at the age of 12 are given this like seed. Um, and basically, if they're able to survive this experience, the seed experience, they turn into what's called the witch. A witch just can cast magic. Um, and they use this magic to fight these things called evils, which are just these monsters that show up in the world for some reason. Every witch has a guardian. Um, and basically what you find out is that it's a guardian's task to not only protect the witch, but after a certain point, they end up being controlled by this evil. So it becomes a guardian's responsibility to also kill that witch. So we basically just follow a specific pair of guardian and witches. Um, and they decide the time comes where he's supposed to kill his witch and he decides not to. And that kind of kicks off the main plot of the story, which is, can we find a cure for witches? And can we kind of get rid of this, like, witch evil hunting system? So far, the action is dope. Uh, it's interesting. Um, and I think it just has the potential to catch one of those, like, maybe not big three level, but your typical shonen action-y type of series. So also rare new one chapters, but I'm going to keep reading. That's it for new for me. Anybody got anything new they wanted to highlight? New meaning, no. I got nothing. All right. Same All right. nothing. All right. Anything on these chapters we wanted to highlight? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, so, man, these heroes going hard. That's all I got to say. Like, these heroes going hard as far as locking shit down. Uh, you know. What show it, are you referencing? Seemed, uh, my, my bad. I'm uh, talking about My Hero Academia. <laughs> Um, the heroes basically just kind of bust into or raided the uh, villain's hideout, and they, like, locked it down. They, like, this nigga Cementos ripped all the cement off they building. That was hard as fuck. Yeah. Like, these heroes looking hard, but the crazy thing is, like, I know that none of that matter, because Shigaraki gonna wake (laughs) up and spotty these niggas, bro. Like, Man, I was just talking on the um on uh, the decent spot. Well, with some niggas about that, it's like my man Shigaraki took out a hundred and ten thousand person town. That's a whole Naperville. My nigga slapped a whole Naperville out of existence, bro. I don't give a fuck what none of these niggas doing. When Shigaraki wake up, they ass is dead. Yeah, he's definitely on his stand. Gonna get shit. stronger. And he's the last thing, stronger. I feel like we've all watched. We've all watched fucking uh, Twice Go Hard. Everybody's seen it. And I feel like once you see Twice Go Hard once, that's enough for you to know, nah, this is dead, bro. Like, don't don't play with this nigga. And this dumbass nigga Hawk. Yeah, bro. Playing you know <laughs> I wasn't Oh, my God. This nigga Hawk is dumb as hell. He's the OG Goofy. Yep. Yeah. Well, like, on, like, he saw... We saw the plan. He went up on Endeavor, and he said, yo, bro, I got this book. Mm-hmm. Read it. And walk <laughs> off. Of course, of course, his dumbass would go up on twice and be like, yeah, I will. I think one feather could take out one uh, twice. 
So I think I got more than enough feathers to fight this nigga twice. Like, no, bro. Your feathers are not going to take this nigga out, bro. It's yeah. not like, going to work like this. No words, that nigga. Twice is not a nigga to be talking to. He's insane, first of all. Like, no, you should just drop this nigga point blank, period. That's it. Yep. Talking to talking to twice is how you about to get everybody murked. Because if what yeah. if this nigga was just like, you know what? Instead of making a bunch of twices, I'm gonna make a bunch of dobbies, and we about to blow this whole building the fuck up. True. I might GG. have to nominate this nigga Hawks for Goofy. Hey, bro, I'm changed by Goofy the Hawks, bro. He's up there. He, he might. I'm talking about Goofy of the year, bro. He uh-huh. might have to get nominated. You, said his, get you said his fuck up was yeah. that huge. He's gonna take the whole year. Like. Hey. We see how this might, play out. His fuck up might literally destroy everything these heroes just did. True. Yeah, because yeah. not only that, it's like first of all, you had you were the the uh, what you call it? I don't even know what it's called, but basically the montage moment trigger for twice. And we all know from watching anime, from reading manga, whenever you're that when that montage gets kicked off. A nigga about to turn up, bro. Like, <laughs> you about to see some shit you ain't seen before. So he right. was that for twice. So who knows what the fuck is finna walk out of that room. Not only these clones, but whatever else he's finna fucking pull out. If Here's he pulls thing. out a fucking Ocaro and can steal niggas' powers now, too, it's about to be a wreck. Here's the thing I don't understand. Why you ain't just knock his ass out and then just, you know, whisk From him away head. over to prison? Because that's a goofy thing to do. This nigga live his life doing the goofiest shit he can think of. Yeah, Got it. <laughs> here, boom, gang ass nigga. Gotta be. No, <laughs> dumb ass nigga. Like, he really in the running for goofy of the year for that. Like, and nigga, I just feel like he died because of this? Oh, my God. I just feel like as number two of the pro heroes, like, I think it's kind of nasty, the, the matchup that they set up. Like, I fuck with twice. Don't get me wrong. But I do not see him as like number two in Tomura's crew. So like it kind of bothered me that he Hawks felt like he needed to like handle that himself. It kind of felt like to me he was like saying, Well, I'm on this nigga's level because I'm handling it by myself. I'm like, no, nigga, you should be going after Dobby if you wanted to fight somebody. But like your He can't fight Dobby. Shut up, dude. He can't fight Dobby. I don't agree with that. Roast that nigga like chicken. I'm just saying, as number two, that's another thing why Endeavor is goofy to me, too. It's like, as number two and as number one, I'm seeing these niggas in very goofy positions for supposed leaders of, like, the Hero Association. Like, y'all niggas supposed to be fighting the toughest niggas, not out here doing crowd control. Like, Endeavor was just doing crowd control in the fucking other uh, chapters. Like, nigga, why are you doing crowd control? You're supposed to remember four or five high-end Nobu. You have to remember that Hulk is not a fighter, though. He's True. number two, bro. I he's feel like you gotta put fighter respect you for being number two. And yeah, he's number two, two for right? saving niggas, not for beating niggas' uh, ass. Well, I mean, he also got he gotta have at least top ten hands. Like he ain't gotta be the number one nigga with the hands. But you're not gonna tell me he ain't at least top ten. Look like katanas. I, I'm yeah. I'm not gonna say that you ain't got hands, bro. How are you gonna walk up in here with some katana feathers and bro. then about to get dropped by twice? No, fam. Remember, remember the argument we just made earlier in the podcast. Katanas don't do shit when niggas get hella strong ass powers in this world. His fucking weak ass katana though? feathers. He could have caught twice sleeping. He could have caught. He could have knocked the nigga out while he was thinking that they were all buddy and buddy buddy and shit, and called it a day. He fucked up on that part. 
But if if they stood on the opposite side of the battlefield and they're running at running up at each other, that nigga twice is going to turn into a million people and work his ass. Mm. So but this like his phones is tough. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, I'll say you can go ahead. Oh, uh, but like, doesn't Twice's clones only take like a punch worth of damage? Uh, yeah, broken bone worth of damage. Right. Okay. So, yeah, broken bones worth of damage. So I, I would assume that his leaves or the katana should be able to do some something close to that level of damage. So I don't, I, I don't know. I don't see he's gonna lose, but like I, I'm just disappointed for number two. I would expect him to not have that much trouble with the twice bodies, but this is uh this is what I'm gonna say. Uh, I think if twice was less crazy, he could definitely be the number two. Like I think his quirks <laughs> itself stronger than Dobby, yeah. stronger than everybody else is there. Um. So I think it is reasonably decent to put a high level hero on on twice because like that nigga literally soloed the whole town. So right. like he, he he deserves it. But it is my thing. I think that nigga should have just knocked him out instead of talking. They should have put Ed shot on twice and like just let that knock that nigga out, bro. No words. Um, True. The only Sorry, thing that man. got me thinking Hawks might be saved from being goofy is his his face after the panel. Like when this nigga um, Dobby do his like sad man's parade and start multiplying, this nigga Hawks don't look shook. You know what I'm saying? Like so that's why I'm thinking like maybe this nigga might turn up because he really don't look shook at all. He like oh okay, all right, we about to fight, nigga. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, no, fuck him. That's all I can say. <laughs> fuck, fuck Hawks. I'm disappointed. Like, first of all, like what you were talking about with matchups, I think a Miracle versus Twice matchup would have been dope because she just has like the movements and the strength to where I don't see her having that much trouble with Twice if we're talking broken bones worth the damage. I'm sure mm-hmm. them rabbit kicks is breaking bones. So mm-hmm. like, I just think they were goofy all in all in the matchup. And to me, it's just like, the whole this whole chapter pissed me off for various reasons. Like outside of the Twice and Hawks thing, that part with um Bree Destro, like when they ran into the room and this nigga just gets immediately stressed. I'm just like, y'all niggas really didn't know. Right. Like this whole, up until this point, like y'all niggas really didn't know they was gonna pull up on y'all. Like, I find it just hard to believe. It just seemed like the whole world is goofy. Because Wait, did you I feel not like remember? as a uh-huh. Uh, did you not remember how Reed Destro almost won Goofy of the Year, bro? Like, I'm <laughs> I mean, not surprised. I feel you, but, but I was just like, y'all bringing it back with this, like, with the amount of power and influence they have. They didn't know these niggas was pulling up. One. Second, it's like the heroes themselves didn't even have that articulate of a plan. They just found the base, like, that quick. Like, we didn't even get information on how they figured out where these niggas live. It was just like, boom. Like, boom, that's where they are. Like, cool, we going to attack this shit now. Or, I, sorry, I guess Hawks was giving it back to them, like, where their base was. But it's, like, uh, all in all, I just think, like, from both sides, the pl- the more I look at the plan, I just go, like, this is fucking goofy. Now, if I just focus on the fights, sure, I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. Like, it's nice to see niggas busting out new moves and doing all this shit. But as far as, like, the plan itself, I just feel like, yo, what, like, this makes no sense. Like how this plan was executed. How this did move. this nigga Redestro get his legs back? Hey, just trust. 
Oh yeah, he is walking. You, so. you can see this nigga legs like they them yeah. shits is back. Professor Xavier ass. Damn. Mm. Technology, bro. Remember they do have that. Cra- <laughs> they do have. They do have that uh, crazy ass doctor working with him. That's uh, helping out shake a record become oh, stronger. That's true. That is true. What if Redestro's a normal, y'all? Oh no! Shut your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Nani. <laughs> so yeah, when she, when Shigga Rock comes out and drops all these niggas, I'll be satisfied. Okay, because yeah, this is just way too easy. I mean, there's no way this is all gonna go out without a hitch. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are right, any other highlights before we shit on Promise Neverland and and wrap it up? Nope. Uh, right. Let's tissue. Uh, it's time to take a shit. <laughs> wow. so yeah so uh i just want to take a second to go uh for all those people that are still reading the promise neverland manga like we hear you that shit is trash it's garbage uh i'm not gonna deter the anime fans just yet because maybe they'll save it in the anime but like yo if you were on the fence considering like yeah uh i want to make that transition the anime was so good don't just 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 stay it out. Just watch the fucking anime <laughs> seasons. Because this shit is garbage, bro. And yeah. this Lewis thing that just happened. Holy Spoiler crap. alert. Yep. This Lewis thing that just happened. Like, what the fuck, y'all? Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? All right. But yeah, that's all I had to say for that. Anybody else want to shit on Promise Neverland before we move on to MVPs and Goofies? No. Why? Why? Why is Lewis back? Like, really? Uh, he survived. Oh. The weirdest why one was is he like, back and how? He's he's the other brother, right? Like, so there's the like royal family is like Legra Varma, the queen, Sungju, Sung and Louis. Right. Right. Because he even said though, my sister. Even though I don't think right. we knew originally that Louis was their brother. Exactly. We did. Right. I don't think we did either. And right. it's they like, so Sung and Lewis are brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, it's nasty. <laughs> it's all nasty. <laughs> and and I, why I, the fuck is Lewis... Why is Lewis back to essentially help out the kids? Like, hell uh, no. If these niggas like just put a bullet through my face... Shit. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's the type of person who enjoys the hunt way too much to just let that yep. shit slide. Oh no, for me, I feel like he might still want to go after them, but I right. also think that I never saw Lewis as a uh, evil character. He always just remind me of a berserker type, which is just like I'm in it just to throw hands. Like that's right. really all I care about. So I think he's kind of seeing the chaos as another way to start off a world where like niggas throw hands again. Because everything was pretty much too safe. That's why they had to do the whole Goldie Pond shit. Because they right. couldn't hunt humans anymore. They couldn't have like those battles or those wars like they used to. So he was like, all right, well, Goldie Pond. So uh, I, I didn't see it as like weird that he did that. I was just kind of like, oh, why are you still alive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, complete agreeance. I think that officially goes to show that like, has Emma caught any real bodies then? Because uh, he 
that would have been the one person where I'm like, well, you did kill a demon. You killed Lewis, but like, no. I would assume that she's, <laughs> I would assume that she's killed like, you know, background demons, like yeah. those, uh, yeah, doll type uh, demons or whatever. Uh huh. The man eaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think this was just like a simple pull-out solution to kind of start wrapping everything up. Like, that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me, long story short. And did they hint at her wish in this chapter? Uh, oh, I don't yeah. feel like I caught I guess, yeah, I mean... He's probably going to do, like, his last, oh, yeah, don't shoot me, but I'm going to try and stab you in the back to finish off Emma. Emma's going to finish him off, and then maybe as, like, a last quote-unquote gift, she tells him, like, what the promise is. Like, right now, that's kind of, like, my theory of how this is about to end, or at least start to end, should I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, this this needs to hurry up and um, call it. They, they need to just call it. It's kind of ridiculous. All right, uh, MVPs and goofies of the month. So, for me, my MVP got to go to Mash for Magic and Muscles. That nigga is just too funny and too swole. Uh, I like it a lot, uh, and he's he's just a funny guy. Uh, and then for my goofy, I got to give it to Peter Ratry. Um, and you know, shout out to this chapter that came out because it just put like triple the respect on why I don't fuck with this nigga Peter Ratry. Like it was just more. <laughs> Pussy ass bullshit in this chapter from Peter Ratry that just is like, yo, like you're the final boss. Like even Archduke Lewis was like, yo, this thing is a hoe. Like he, he called him yeah. a bitch. Like nah, he's <laughs> oh, he's goofy. He might be nominated uh, for goofy this year. <laughs> um for my uh MVP, I'ma continue to give it to all for one Bakugo. Uh, second week in a row um, because that shit went fucking hard. Uh, I know I'm a big, you know, proponent of Deku should have all for one because, you know, you know, he, he showed what it means to be a true hero. But Bakugo having all for one really starts to sway my opinion, bro. I, I don't know. Give it to that nigga. The world might be saved. Um, <laughs> And as far as my goofy of the year, or shit, I already, I'm already uh, projecting. Um, my goofy of the month got to go to Hawks. It was another nigga, but Hawks just outshined this nigga one week. Like, <laughs> for the reasons we were mentioning, if you're fucking trying to stop uh, twice, you do not put that nigga at knife point and say, chill out, bro. Like, you don't do that. Fuck that nigga Hawks, bro. He about to ruin everything. Stupid mm. bitch. <laughs> 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 oh no. Um hey, Gramps, you go ahead. I'm starting to think of a goofy right now. Alright, so for my MVP of the week, I can't remember her name right now, but the chick from Demon Hunter, the one who uh put all the poisons into uh oh, Demon Michael enough. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Tamayo. Uh, she she definitely came in clutch for all these niggas in order to bring them the win. She's the true MVP of the whole show. Fuck Tanjiro. And for my Goofy, I'm going to give it to Odin because that nigga definitely could have took out Kaido 
and stopped all of that shit that's happening over in Wano. Ooh. So I'm gonna uh, have to give him my goofy and call it at that. Back though. Damn. Um, actually, F around. Okay, so for MVP, you gotta give it to Dante of the Dark Triad over in Black Clover. Because this Ooh. kid is literally a dark king bringing the smoke with his gravity yeah, magic. Man. Can't wait for the development right now. Um, as far as Goofy goes, I think I think I'm actually gonna give it to Isabella from Promise Neverland. Because okay. I, I just feel like the whole I, I don't know, it just seems it was too it, I just feel like if she started to work with the kids, maybe from the get-go, but super low-key, it could have just ended a lot smoother or at least, like, helped out the plot a little bit more. Like, if somehow she was just, like, um, a low-key supporter before now, if she was actually, like, helping out the squad in ways that we didn't know, and then she revealed it, like, hey, I actually was the reason for this, that, or this, and he's like, you were the spy? Or something like that. It could have been, like, so much better, but it's just the whole plot of how Promise Neverland is, like, wrapping up is just kind of redonkulous. And, like, thinking about it, I think that could have actually been a heavy plus. So I'm going to call Isabella for being a goofy, for not implementing some strategy or at least some hardcore intelligence along the way. But that is what it is. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace. Until next time. Bye. Peace.